You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, Jim Monk who is the president at Closets, uh, coming out from Dallas, Texas. And Closets is a leading, leading manufacturer and installer of closet systems for the multifamily industry. So it'll be really interesting to uh, learn what Closets, uh, we know what regular Closets are, but this is Closets with a Z. So uh, we want to know what the difference is with the letter change. Um, so Let's open up the floodgates. Uh, Jim, thanks for coming on and tell us about you and your background and um, what you're working on at Closets. All right. Well, thank you for having me on board uh, today's call or, you know, this uh, podcast. So uh, kind of a longtime listener, first time caller in. So uh, what I can tell you is my background, very interesting path, but I started out in the financial services industry, working with large insurance companies, wealth funds and things of that nature. Uh, and then 08 hit. <laughs> and if you remember those days, that was a very precarious time for a lot of us. And so went through that process, transitioned out, uh, working in some other technology plays and so forth, and ultimately became a passive investor in multifamily. Um, doing that for a number of years, you meet very interesting folks. One of my good friends, a gentleman by the name of Stephen Bolos, ran the largest multifamily renovations company in the country uh, at the time uh, before being bought out by a group called Katerra out on the West Coast. It's a soft bank backed company, about five and a half billion dollars. <throat> and he and I were sitting down and like most of the conversations I think we have, if you're an investor of any sort, you're trying to figure out how can I optimize my investment dollars and get more out, more return out. So for myself, being that he was in the multifamily space and renovation, it started off as a simple question of what are you seeing in the marketplace? What is going on from amenity set, you know, overall renovations. And it was very interesting, you know, his view of it after doing hundreds of thousands of renovations was um, well, the backslashes, the, the, the hard surfaces, the paint, the facades, all that's been done. There's not much really that can be done if it's a property that's already been renovated or sometimes they've been scheduled out three and four times now. So if you're dealing with a property that's been, you know, went through this renovation process, there's, there's less ability to move the needle on your rents to get your higher NOI and asset value. And so for us, for me, you know, I asked him a different question. I said, well, what area of the apartment hasn't been touched? And, and he kind of chuckled. He goes, well, I hadn't really thought about that. Why, why do you ask? I said, well, what if there was a value add that could go into whatever hasn't been touched or maybe just taking a different way of re-engineering it? So that was about three years ago. And the conversation led to, well, the closet hasn't been really renovated, touched. It's, you know, same thing since the 60s and 70s. And so we went on a journey. I went on a journey to discover whether or not there was a business case, Anthony, to install a closet system that could raise rents. It's a very simple concept, but it needed to be something that was unique, uh, a furniture grade or high quality product, but ideally 
cutting out all the middle people so that you could drive the cost down as much as possible in the manufacturing of the product to make it, frankly, as economical as possible for ownership of multifamily to afford this and see a rent increase. And so after about a year of development of the product behind me, and this is actually, this is not a screen. This is literally the product behind me. I can get up right now and walk over there and touch and show you. What we discovered was we needed a very quick way to do it on the turns or the make readies. So we actually do a tremendous amount of our work is on the turns. For those who are uh, getting ready to release it, uh, we come in within an hour and a half. I can have this completely installed with one of our teams, or we can uh, ship the materials out directly and teach those ownership groups, either through their contractors or their um, uh, maintenance teams to do the installation themselves. And what we discovered through beta testing with some very large groups out there, and you may be familiar with some of these, UDR, Night Vest, um, the Harbor Group, really some pretty large groups out there that we could see a, a rent increase of 3 to 5%. It supports a 3 to 5% rent increase. And up to an ROI of 37%, our average client gets about 30% ROI after three years. So very strong as it relates to return on that dollar. And is a product that's typically, and I say most times, under $1,000, well under $1,000 to install. So we started that process about a year ago. And as I was telling you before the call, we're now in multiple seas coast to coast. Interesting. Okay, so how large are the clouds? I mean, I could see it in your background, but you have obviously different models, um, different sizes. Uh, mm-hmm. And you, so, and what you mentioned, your market, so... Are you only serving um, urban areas? Are you serving suburban areas? But you know, great question. You mentioned three to five percent. Um, you know, on the rent increase, and then a thirty percent ROI with you know three years. So I'm thinking, just thinking to myself, you know, is the average rent? You know, like I think what you mentioned, Tishman. It what what's their average rent in you know Manhattan? Maybe for a one bedroom, three thousand dollars, something like that. Right. So, I'm just trying to understand, I guess, the math a little bit more behind. Sure. And, yeah. So uh, our closet system is a, it's a system and it's designed, we design it internally for our clients at no cost to them. And so there are different sizes and pieces that make up uh, what you see behind me. And so we, we kind of, uh, I like to say it's like Tetris, you know, we're just dropping the pieces in to make them fit because everyone has a different closet system, you know, different sizes and schematics and so forth. But what we work on and focus on is typically, and I will tell you that our average client sees between a, the low end is usually about $35 a month in rent increase. So you can back into that math up to about $100. And so um, it just depends on the demographics and where they're at, whether or not you're talking major metro or your secondary markets. I would tell you that we're, you know, like going into Phoenix versus Dallas, those are similar nature, Atlanta but then you have your other markets like Chicago and so forth, where they're definitely seeing a rent increase. Now the installation cost may be a little higher because of labor cost and so forth. But we've seen, like I said, coast to coast as an average of three to 5% rent increase. It's supportive um, on the, the master or primary closet system. And then what I'd like to share with the audience is some of the ways our clients are getting very creative with uh, the numbers. And what I mean by this is, They'll come in. We have a client right now. They'll do the, the primary closet at the point of lease up. They'll do an up, another upgrade and say, look, we're going to raise your rents 3%. In order to do that, we're going to 
give you instead of a concession, you know, with a concession, that's basically money that's just allocated out and it's not really improving the property. This way they're coming in, they're doing the secondary or third bedrooms with an upgraded system. And they're saying, we're giving you something for that. And now we've improved the asset value of the property and supporting the rents there. And then they move on. And that's post COVID. So, uh, you know, they'll do that. A number of our clients are coming in and they're trying to either defer profits. So they'll say, look, we really don't want to take down profits because of the taxation this year. Let's go out there and figure out a product that we can go put in at low cost that allows us to either depreciate it out or write it off as a write-off and mm-hmm. hold the, the profits internally and, and make improvements, small improvements. You know, most of our clients, if they're talking three to 500 unit complex, they're only spending between, I shouldn't say only, but they're really only spending, they're under a half a million dollars for all units in. So it's not a major cost point to them, uh, especially if they're doing that and depreciating it out or writing it off. And then we have others that have gotten very sophisticated on uh, with us through beta testing. And that's something I would mention to the audience where we're actually financing the make ready returns ourselves internally as closets and our, on our financial arm. And for 48 months to 60 months, and now they're able to write off the, the they're not only able to depreciate it, but they can write off the interest and so forth. Hmm. So, and that was, came about through clients saying, we just want to find it so we can write off interest and extend out, uh, extend out the cost, spread it over time and get to a cash flow positive stance very quickly so we can refinance. So very sophisticated ways that they're doing this uh, that, that I now like to share with everyone because I think it's a very smart idea if they're not doing it. Very interesting. So when you're servicing a client and we mentioned, we were talking a little bit before the podcast, typically how many units, you know, it's a large example, how many units are you looking for them to have? Like, is there, you know, think of it as almost a purchase order. So is there a minimum order amount, right? Minimum order amount that you guys have. um, So my audience can keep it in mind if they're an active investor. Absolutely. So for a lot of our clients, if, if we're just sending materials up, usually we like to say, look, let's talk about 10 to 15 units. We can do less, but what really cuts into that is frankly, the, the freight cost or shipping cost. And depending on the state that they're in taxation around that. And so what we find to play well is 10 to 15 units. Um, you know, if we have uh, active installations going on, we get down to two or three units a month where we're doing it on the make ready returns because we have inventory in these markets like Houston, Dallas, obviously, but Phoenix, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, and other places. We have active installs going on there already. So with that, we will come in and then do their installations as they become available. You know, they give us usually about a four to five day notification up to about 30 days on schedule. And then we're, we're installing those and they're immediately seeing the rent increase increases once they do the, once they go out and market it to the upcoming resident, the new resident. Very interesting. So is there a, so you're talking about installation too. So how do you, as a real estate owner, you know, some operators may not know, okay, what's the dimension of, they, the, the closet sizes may be different for every single unit. They are. Actually, for a lot of the newer ones, we actually, a lot of the new ones have as many as 60 to 70 floor plans. There are different layouts and so forth. And your older property set, they may have 10 to 12. And so we actually go, a lot of times we're going, yes, you know, but what we'll typically do is ask them to either give us, if they have a, a blueprints of it, or if not, we're saying, look, walk it, measure it off. Have your maintenance person measure off just your basic walls. 
And we have, we have templates that they can utilize and basically measurement guides, as we call them. They do a quick measurement. They send it to us. We do the design and layout, typically within about 36 hours, returning that. And then if we're green-lighted by them, uh, once we get through it, then it's all about, is it something that we're installing? Does it make sense? Is it something that we're sending materials out to them? Like we have a cl client right now in Kansas City that we, they gave us the, the uh, drawings. We uh, drafted it up. Uh, within two weeks, we were already getting material out to them for installation. And within a month, they were already leasing up their properties, their, their units, about two weeks more than they were typically on market. And they were getting a $50 rent increase on that. So and we, you know, we have case studies on this, but usually what we tell a client is, look, you need to start kind of small, make sure it's something you're very comfortable with. And each property set's different. You know, we have clients, uh, you know, our biggest client has about 165,000 doors. So they're, they're quite large. And so it doesn't work on every property set depending on demographics, marketplace, and if it's an A-class or B-class property. Um, we can get down to C's. We've done a couple. I think you're all while, and that's quite a bit longer. And I, I personally don't recommend it. Uh, yeah, well, unless, unless the operators, like you mentioned, are using it for tax reasons, depreciating reasons. Absolutely. That, and that's a very clever one when you're talking about, um, you know, some of the, uh, what I call marketplace clients that are looking at you know, market level rents and so forth. Interesting. So how many, how many doors is closets in as of today? I know you've been working on this for a couple of years now. So yeah, a couple of years, we started about a year ago this year, we're projected to actually do about 18,000 just this year alone, post COVID. Um, and then the next year after that, we're projected to do over 50,000 based on our current client base. So our clients, what happens is, and it's actually a really great, uh, I guess, success story in this sense. What will happen is most of our clients will come in and say, we want to do it with one property, a couple properties. There comes a point where one of our largest clients has about 200. They start coming in and they go, can we do it at this one, this one, this one, this one? We want to either value add, add in or the big one we get a lot. Just this month alone in January here, I know I have walked in my executive team, have walked at least 50 properties that are getting ready to go into acquisition. So we're doing the walkthroughs and we're being value added in prior to the purchase. So they're doing that. And so we know what's on the, you know, on the come. And uh, so we're excited about that because that's what typically happens. And then what, what additionally happens on the back end is once a property sold and we've already had at least three of them sold, the new ownership comes in. And, you know, when you're talking about leaving meat on the bone and so forth, they're coming in saying, well, we want to do the other 30 to 40% that's left. And then we're getting into their portfolio and into their management company. So it's been very systemic on how we're approaching. The only slowdown we had, we literally shut the operation down for three months during the initial stages of COVID because we were concerned about our, our installer safety, our client safety and their residents. And so we took a long time to kind of ramp it back up. But the moment we did, I mean, it's, it's been very quick, very quick. That's great. So what is, and I'll take this the wrong way, but what's so different about these closets? Like how do you, if there's an existing closet that's there and it serves mm -hmm. a utility purpose, which is really what the closet is, right? What, you know, what's so different about your closets versus the standard closet that might already be in the unit? So, so you made, you made a very, I, I totally understand it because that's exactly how I looked at it. So you made a very valid point right there. First off, the industry's conditioned a certain way. And what we're selling against is what's conditioned. 
So it is very utilitarian. I'm gonna grab a deal here. When you're talking about, this is probably the standard stuff that we see that we sell against all the time. It's wire racking, it works, it's inexpensive, or you're seeing a product like this. It's an MDF based product. You know, it's particle typically, it typically bows out over time. It was put in by maybe your, your trim carpenters. It's got layers of paint. Today's marketplace, and this is what we spent about a year on before we even launched, was understanding that the millennials and the boomer market, which are the two biggest rental groups, are looking for resort type amenities. They're looking to either feel good about where they're at, and with the shelter-in-place mechanism now with COVID and so forth, they're even more at home, stay at home. They're wanting those resort type amenities. And the boomers, like my mom, have, you know, she's a renter. They have 60 years plus of, of stuff, and they need more storage space. So it's easy to maybe add more storage space, but it, it's not uniform. It's not quick in. It's, it's, it's somewhat intrusive. And so our product is a furniture grade product. Actually, it's a plywood based product. If you can see that it's solid, it's melamine. It's not even painted. And if you can turn, it becomes furniture. We actually can put drawers in our systems and so forth. So because of that, we're speaking to the audience, the residents, and what's fueling that even more is things like Instagram, the Kardashians with their closet systems. You know, people are looking at this and going, I want that now in my resident because I can see that the Kardashians have it or these other groups or these organizing groups that are online. And so oddly enough, Instagram is one of the biggest places for us, a place that I would never have thought about where you have interior designers coming and saying, hey, we're ripping out the wire racking. I, I can tell you right now, we have at least five clients right now that are less than a year old on their property, less than a year from after being built that we're ripping this stuff out because you can't get a supported rent of three to 5% off of this. I can tell you that right now versus this. And the biggest var variances that play into us versus another closet company is one, we were designed from the ground floor up as a multifamily play. So student housing, senior living, all those. Now we have big groups like uh, groups like Tricon who are coming in big REITs are coming in that own single family to use this as well. That again was not part of our initial plan, but it's worked so well in multifamily and the transitions. But, but the clients are willing to pay those dollars for something like this um, because of all those those different uh, activities and um, you know um, shows and things of that nature. And uh, what differentiates us as well is we cut out all the middle folks. So we are the designer. We are the engineer manufacturer of the product. We own the manufacturing. We have clients that say, can you change the color? Sure. You know, it's gotta be a special order. And usually that's in the new, new construction side of things, but we can do these things. White's our base color. Uh, it's uniform throughout. And it's very easy to work with, but, um, and then we have started now with a turnkey solution where we can either sell the materials, which is unusual. We don't make money off of the installs really. And we're launching the financing arm, which in the, as far as I know, throughout all the clients that we've talked to, if there were competitors, none of them are doing financing. They're more of a B2C play or B2B. So we are literally committing millions of dollars to financing the projects because we're, we're convinced that this is the next big amenity set for, um, for a lot of the uh, multifamily space. That is excellent. Awesome. So how can people find you, Jim? It's a great question. So I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. So you can find me personally on LinkedIn, Jim Monk. Uh, if it's folks that just want to talk and I'm a huge supporter of entrepreneurship. So 
I love pouring into others as much as possible and sharing. Uh, but they can find us there. They can find us at um, closets.com and that's www.clozzits.com. Uh, if they reach out through there, one of my staff or even to myself sometimes, because we're just so busy, we'll reach out and schedule a time to speak with them or understand what they've got going on or questions they may have. Uh, and then through your other social channels. So Instagram, Facebook, all the normal places you would find all of us these days. Excellent. No, that's great. And I would encourage anybody who's listening to the podcast to hop on the Red Knights YouTube channel so you can yes. see the, you know, the display for closets behind Jim, uh, which is truly fascinating. So I uh, want to thank you for coming on our show, Jim. Uh, and if you liked audience, which you heard and or saw, if you can please give us a rating and review on iTunes, it would help Jim and my message get out to a greater audience because that's just the way it works. So uh, we Appreciate you coming on, Jim, and, and hope to have you on again soon. Great, Anthony. Thank you. I hope your family stays healthy and well through this time. And 2021, here we are. All right. Sounds good. Thanks.